Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest, we have Mr. Nick Atkins with Anytime Fitness. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Nick, what's going on, sir? How are you today? Man, it's a rainy day in Bowling Green. It's nasty out there, so it's a good day to get indoors, get a workout in. And, uh, man, we're always open, so get your butt in here and work out. Good day to get a podcast in as well. So we'll we'll explore the ins and outs of this. I don't think there's much work that needs to be done to explain what Anytime Fitness is to the folks that listen to this podcast. It's a pretty household name at this yeah. point but i'd love to hear about your involvement and, and why the anytime fitness brand for your business ownership and so take me back a little nick to the moment the idea started swirling around in your head i think i want to own a gym yeah what was going on for you um a couple of things my wife said uh pretty sure you're crazy um but let's do this <laughs> if that's what you want to do um so she's been always super supportive but um, first thing was, um, I don't have a business degree. I'm a psychology major. So I, I literally know nothing about running a business. My dad was a business or was a business owner, um, himself. And I learned mm-hmm. some, some things from him, but as far as the day-to-day ins and outs of business, um, I was pretty, pretty ignorant with, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just thought, hey, we can open up a gym and, and it's super fun and we'll get to work out and meet new people um, and didn't realize um, the whole thing, the whole the It's whole not path. that simple. <laughs> it's not, man, man, I wish it was. Yeah. I wish it was. But, so, uh, so when was it that you, actually, let me, let me take a step back even further than yeah. that. Was the gym that you did eventually open, this Anytime Fitness, was this one that you started from scratch or was this one that you'd taken over from somebody else? This is when we started from scratch. Um, okay. We we took our space, which was three individual suites, um, busted up all the walls, took it down to the studs, and um, redid it our way. So this, I got to watch this um, go from basically the ground up, which was a pretty cool experience. But um, you know, the great thing about franchises are um, they have proven business models, right? So. Mm-hmm um that's that's the definite advantage of of going through a franchise is they lay out the business model for you um it helps financially in getting loans it helps um kind of put you on track um and you get to look at it and see if it kind of aligns with your own values um because it's you can't invest in something if you don't if you don't believe in the business model i can't agree with you any more than than that what spoke to you about Anytime Fitness specifically, as opposed to other franchises. Oh, um, so we, I started doing my research on on different franchises, um, and we went down the rabbit hole of. Uh, there's several of them, obviously. Um, Anytime Fitness um, really talked about the personal aspect of the club. Um, a lot of the other business models spoke on um, gym membership pricing and profitability and um quite frankly a lot of them were uh, the models were we're going to sell cheap gym memberships and we're kind of going to hope you don't show up um, hmm. unfortunately that's that's kind of what true. i yeah, i got out of a lot of them um anytime fitness's model was we're not going to be the cheapest game in town we're not going to try to fight you on on price um we are who we are and we're going to take care of you as a member and as, as part of our family. Um, and that's why you're going to join our gym is because not, not necessarily because we're the cheapest game, but because we are the most personal, um, game in town. And and I love that. I love that. It's what I believe in. Um, so it just, it just aligned with my, with my vision of, of a gym altogether. And that's why we, we kind of start pursuing anytime. And so as you alluded to, didn't have any kind of formal training, had grown up watching dad run his business, but in school psychology, which I'm sure plays into what you do, 100%, yeah, for sure. but not, yeah, yeah. not on a back end perspective, at least. I'm sure that 
that you know more about running a business today than we did in, in 2017. Look back on that time for a minute and, and sort of reminisce here. What's been what's been your favorite part about being a business owner and what's been the most challenging part for you? Um, favorite part by far is meeting meeting people and, and getting to know our members on a personal level, not just um, with their fitness fitness goals and, and all that stuff, but but getting to know our community a little bit better. Um, getting to know not just our members, but their families and, and their hobbies, what they like to do. So um, creating more of a family atmosphere was was what our intent was. And we've really, I think, hit that pretty good in, in that. And so by far, my favorite part is just enjoying the people, man. Um, I, I love, I genuinely love, love people and, and being around people. And, and um, they make me happy. And yeah. So that's by far made me uh, is, is the most rewarding part of the job. hundred percent. Um, now six years in, I'm sure yeah. it's not all sunshine and rainbows every single day. Flip right. that around for us and, and sure. get a little, get a little honest and transparent here. What's been the toughest part for you so far? Financially, man, um, we, we did not come from a wealthy family where we just had a ton of cash sitting around and needed something to invest in. Um, so it was scrapping and just to get the franchise fees in order, just to get um, things going to put the down payment on a, on a loan um, that size took a lot of scrapping and mm-hmm. um, they were, cash just wasn't handed to us for down payments. This was something that we had to um, take out 401ks for and, um, and really um, make some sacrifices. And, and that was tough. The unknown is always difficult. Um, especially when it's something as new as this as running a business when you when you kind of go into those uncharted waters and you don't know how it's really gonna um, how the outcome's gonna be it's scary so you know why are we investing all this money and going into so much debt for something that we really don't know is gonna succeed right well, there's tons of gyms in Bowling Green already what if what if they don't what if people decide they don't want to come here and or what if they don't you know there's all kinds you, of those you, what ifs right you preach so, in the choir man <laughs> right so you, you wake yeah. up every morning thinking and still to this day it's a little bit better but still to this day i could have 100 people come in here right now and say nah i'm gonna stop working out i'm gonna cancel my gym membership um it could happen uh, hopefully mm-hmm. it won't but um all those things all those variables the economy could tank and people decide that these are um, luxury things, memberships for gyms are luxury items. So what do they start doing? They start canceling out everything that is not a necessity anymore. And unfortunately, um, the mindset is, is gyms or your health and wellness is an expendable item. And yeah. um, um, so that the financial piece is definitely the scariest thing, continues to be the scariest thing, making yeah. sure we pay our bills on time. Um, yeah, there's a lot of layers. <laughs> yeah. There's any number of rabbit holes that we could dive down, but in its, I guess, in its simplistic form, it's about finding people to to join your business and keeping them for the long haul. I want to, yeah. I want to pick your brain on that first part because there's so many different ways to, to grow a business within fitness. How have you found success to, to grow your membership from a marketing standpoint? What's been, what's worked for you and maybe what hasn't worked so well for you? Um, Really what's, what has worked well with us is making it more personal. Um, that whole, I go back to personal a lot. Um, making this about our members, making this, um, you know, this is their gym. This is, um, this is a part of them. We're a part of their family, just like they're a part of ours. Um, so on the marketing side, really pushing that and, and making this gym a place where people will not only go um, to work out, but to, see their friends and and connect with other people um so it's there's there's a big social aspect to 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 the gym as well um so that's what we really have always harped on is we're not the cheapest game we're never going to be but we're going to be the cleanest we're going to be the most personal we're going to take the most care of you um and and we've really that's kind of been our differentiating point um in, in How do you get the word out about that? Is this 
is this word of mouth driven? Is this social media? Have you put money into an advertising budget of some sort? How are we getting this out? Yeah, we, we did some commercials um, in our local in our local area for a while, um, which was expensive, obviously, to be on TV. Um, and it wasn't an expense that I saw any kind of or real benefits out of. So we stopped doing um, advertisements um, on TV. Hmm. Uh, social media has been huge for us. Um, you know, Google reviews are huge. Um, I'm, I was shocked to see, you know, when I asked people how they heard about us and they said, oh, yeah, I did a quick Google search and you guys got five stars and I thought I'd come in and check you out. Um, so we, we do put marketing money into Facebook, Instagram, um, and uh, it, that has worked pretty well. Yeah. Is that something that you do yourself? I mean, I talk to a lot of gym owners who hesitate to advertise or hesitate to market their business and mostly just because they don't know how to do it. Is that something that, yeah. that you're doing yourself? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, what was the learning love- curve for that like? It's tough because, you know, I have, I try to do a lot of like inspirational stuff and, you know, there's, there's times and places for doing the inspirational and let's go, you got this kind of deal. Um, and there's other times where um, you're just posting a random picture of somebody working out in the gym and like just praising them and saying this guy, Terry's been in here every day for the past four weeks. And I'm just, just want to give a shout out to Terry's he's killing it. Um, people like that stuff. People like to be recognized and like to be noticed. And, um, for those people that, that I'm fortunate enough to get a picture of and get to post, um, it means, it means something to them. And, uh, I think, I think our audience likes to see that stuff, man. They like to see that we're invested in our people. Like we're just not out there marketing. Hey, come join us. Uh, we're marketing our people. This is what we're about. And that's, I think that works out real well. Yeah. It's interesting that that you just, I mean, it's a, it's a trial and error kind of thing, but it's like practice and, and you get better at it. It's, yep. it's a scary skill. You know, a lot of us started gyms because we loved being in gyms, not because we wanted to sit on Facebook and, and run ads right. and experiment with all these things, but it's proven fruitful for you. Take me to the next step here uh, and, and walk me through a little of what your sales process looks like. I want to hear kind of just the philosophy and, and the different checkpoints along the way. So hypothetically, somebody reaches out, interested in joining the gym. Yep. What happens to, to walk that person through signing up and, and becoming a paid member? Yeah. So um, first, the biggest thing is getting them into the gym, right? Um, we can talk on the phone all day long. But until I get to see you face to face and shake your hand, um, it, that's that's my big point is let me get you in here. People want to ask price all the time on the phone. You know, what, what's your membership price? And that's really all they're interested in. But I got to get people to understand that there's more to us than just a price. Um, so you hear that we're whatever, 35 bucks a month. Well, crap, I can go down the road and pay $10 a month. Um, and that's the end of the conversation. Um, so that's the big point is get is, is, is reaching out and saying, Hey, before you make your decision, I, I get we're a little bit higher, but before you make that decision, come in and see me. That's all I'm asking for. It's just give me a shot and let me show you why, why we're worth it. Um, and then getting them in here, we like to take them always on a tour. We talk about anytime fitness in general. Um, we are the world's largest fitness franchise, got 5,000 locations worldwide. Your key fob works at, literally all of them if you go on vacation or you travel a lot um you're on business and you find it anytime you walk right on in just just like you're a member there too um so try to talk about the high points of uh and the advantages of being being a member of anytime um we take them through the club we um i'm big on again the cleanliness and that's one thing that people generally say is oh wow it doesn't doesn't really smell like a gym in here Mm. Um, i'll take that as i'll take that as a compliment and um, certainly and uh yeah so you know then it's then it's all right so do you have any questions for me um and then we kind of start dabbing into the pricing and and what what does that price give me um that's i think that's what everybody generally wants to know and you know we talk about the 24-hour access we talk about the access to us um as trainers and um we have a really cool 
um, anytime fitness app where we can track your workouts. We can send you workouts for free. Um, you can come in and take a class. That's part of it too. And really start showing off what we can provide them. And, and the big thing is support. Um, people need accountability and support and we'll provide that. Um, I love, I love being your cheerleader. So, you know, sign up here and let me be your cheerleader. Let me, let me help you along this journey. And uh, we're available to you anytime. Um, we'll do a fitness consultation. We'll put you through a workout. We'll set some goals for you. And, uh, you know, give me a, give me a chance. Yeah. Anytime has, has really made itself known in the market before it might've been uh, just kind of the, the 24 hour model, use the facility and go about your way, but it's really differentiated itself with the coaching aspect and the accountability and the support that you just mentioned. Is that, let me ask the question this way, as you guys move forward as a business, do you think the focus is more on membership or those kind of, how do we get people in other programs, personal training, group training, nutrition, whatever it is? Is it one of those things? Is the focus something else we haven't even talked about? What are you thinking about as, as time goes on with your business? There's a couple, one of several things that, that I've kind of bounced back with. Um, you know, memberships are great. Having, having a lot of members is great up until a certain point. You know, um, there's a finite number of members that you can have in the gym. You're just going to cap out uh, capacity-wise. So what's, what's that number? Of how many members can I have? and still make it comfortable in here. And when I reach that point, now how am I gonna generate more revenue? So as, as much as we all wanna have a ton of members, at some point you gotta be re realistic and say, people are gonna quit when they're paying $35 a month and they come to a gym that is overrun by people. So we're gonna have to find that sweet spot on memberships and then we're gonna have to look at other avenues of uh, revenue so group fitness is great and um, i i personally like the group fitness aspect where it's a trainer with two or three people um so you know it's not necessarily you're paying for one-on-one -on -one personal training but you know if me you and another buddy want to get um a training session in um it's the price per session is lower per person and it's you get you kind of get a nice workout with your friends that's that's instructed and um and fun so i like the group fitness aspect and and that it lowers the price per point per person um but it gives the trainer more opportunity to to touch more people it gives um you know the overall cost of a group session is higher even though it's cheaper per person a little bit higher um, for the package gives the trainer a little more commission money. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's, I think it's pretty efficient. You know, you can have, you can have a couple of different exercises going on in a circuit being supervised by one trainer and it's pretty efficient. So I like the group training aspect uh, personal training is always good. It's um, there's people out there that, that want that one-on-one -on -one personal um, you give me your undivided attention kind of training. Um, and that, that works well too. Um, we do uh, several classes throughout the week and people, and it's mostly our older population that enjoys having that, that class, that big class. Um, so we kind of, we try to have, or uh, we try to cater to, to every demographic. For everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do like the group training. I like the coaching aspect of it. I like, um, you know, with COVID brought on a lot of online training. Um, and things like that. So um, the, I think there is some value in, in the coaching part of it. Like, hey, I'll just, let me just be your coach and I'll check in with you, you know, a couple of times a week. I'll send you some workouts a couple of times a week um, and we can just go from there. And there's some value in that too. Yep. There is no shortage of ways to, to provide service in our industry, yep. at least. You guys check in a lot of those boxes. It'll be interesting to see how all of this shapes up for you as time goes on here. We're running a bit shy on time, but I do want to save a minute for you to be able to tell people where they could learn more about your specific club. What are the, some of the social media links? How can people find you guys? 
Yeah, so we are uh, on Facebook, Anytime Fitness Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, Instagram is uh, Anytime Fitness BGKY. Um, you can look us up on the Anytime Fitness website. Just go to Anytime Fitness um, and search your uh, uh, search for Bowling Green. We're right there. Um, we're pretty active on social media. I try to post at least one thing a day. Um, we run some specials occasionally, but um, it's more of an interactive thing. I want to hear from our audience, and uh, so get on uh, get on our Facebook or Instagram page and, and holler at us, and love to give you a shout out too. And um, you know, share your story, share your share your workouts. I love all that stuff. Connect with Nick on and the team on those platforms that he just mentioned. Nick, it's been fun, man. I, I enjoy yeah getting a look underneath the hood in businesses like this to see what the owner is, is truly thinking about when it comes to growing theirs. So I appreciate your time, my man. I wish you yeah. nothing but the best. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description and fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Mr. Rob Schaefer, Anytime Fitness, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Rob, how are you today, sir? What's going on? I'm, I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? I am very, very well. I appreciate you asking. And I am particularly excited for this interview because there's a lot of unique layers. Anytime Fitness, I don't think we need to do a ton of work explaining what Anytime Fitness is as a brand. I think everybody that listens to this podcast knows at this point kind of the, the model and, and what Anytime stands for. But I would love to hear a little about how you came to be involved with the AF brand. And so take me back in history to okay. when when the idea started swimming around for you to become a franchisee. What was going on for you and, and what got us here today? Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Indiana. Uh, I moved south uh, for work. I uh, have an accounting background, so I was doing finance type work. Um, so I moved to North Carolina around 2009 um set out to find a gym that i could go to down there and the first one i came across was anytime fitness um i loved the 24 7 access it was a very low-key uh, non-pressuring environment um, a lot of nice people worked there um, went there um so fast forward about six years um, i'm still a member at anytime fitness uh looking to move back to the midwest to be closer to family um, and I just happened to start exploring how to become a franchisee with Anytime Fitness while I'm interviewing for accounting jobs in the Midwest. Um, so I did land a job in Columbus, Ohio, uh, working for a health system here. Um, but I continued on that path toward becoming a franchisee with Anytime Fitness. And uh, it kept evolving. And uh, lo and behold, I did become a franchisee. Uh, I have been a, an Anytime Fitness club owner since 2017, um, and I love it. Um, yeah. I, I'm passionate about health, fitness, nutrition, sleep, all the, the key elements to a happy, successful life. Got it. Now, there's two aspects here that I want to dig into that I think are interesting and useful to our audience and the first is the fact that you started this from scratch we built the entire location and the second part of this is that you operate 
mostly remotely. You aren't mm -hmm. physically in the location day to day. Start off with the, the first thing that we mentioned there. Tell me okay. about your experience starting a gym from, from literally the ground up. Yeah, and we literally did. Um, so I'm from a town called Madison, Indiana, which is kind of between Cincinnati and Louisville. Um, so I would go home um, to visit parents and I'd look um, like in areas around uh, Madison to see if there was an anytime fitness coming. And I would look in Jeffersonville, which is about a 40 minute drive away. Uh, that was one area and they kept, I never saw activity. So I thought, well, that would be, it's actually across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. So it's a nice um, suburb, if you will, of a, of a major city in the U.S. And that I looked at uh, potential sites to have the club. And there's a booming uh, commercial uh, neighborhood in Jeffersonville. And we found a location there. They were building two strip malls side by side. Um, so we got in there. It's a great location. Really, business just keeps growing in that area for the past six years. But it literally was a, a fair field where the building is now. Um, so we saw it go from absolutely nothing to a building, to uh, building out the club, um, and just putting everything in brand new, uh, buying the equipment. Um, yeah, it was quite an adventure. And it was very fulfilling to finally open, to have members. To get started. How long was that timeline between the signing of franchise rights to the day that the doors opened? So I probably, um, I believe I signed the franchise rights in 2016, um, started a corporation, um, and we opened doors in October of 17. Um, of course, we were um, in the building for a few months. We were in um, adjacent parking lots, actually with a tent, selling memberships before the club actually opened. Um, all those um, early, early day stories. But um, yeah, so we finally opened the doors and we had a, like a kickoff party. The Chamber of Commerce was there in October of 17. Yep. So we so just celebrated our- Over our a year. Right. Yeah. right. Took over a year to open, yes. And- the second part of this, the the operating remotely, I think vast, vast majority of the people that I speak to are owner, operator in their club physically day in and day out. You are physically or not physically involved in the club, but you're very in, invested in from an activity standpoint, still managing a lot of the the behind the scenes. Tell us about pros and cons or, or your experience overall working from a few hours away from your gym? Yeah. Well, I think the key to being able to do that is finding great staff and staff you trust. Um, I've had two managers, um, two club managers in that six year period. Um, the one I have now, she actually um, got promoted to manager a week before we shut down for the pandemic. <laughs> so, uh, she was doing videos from her home, talking to members during those two months we were closed, right up, you know, in March of 2020. But um, so I do a lot, a lot more than maybe some remote owners would do. But I, like, I send birthday cards to our members. I I send welcome cards that I handwrite. Um, I do collection calls. I. Um, we have cameras in our club so I can check in and see, you know, how everything's going. Um, I talk to our club manager probably five or six times a day. I do try to make it down to the club at least once a month, um, for a weekend. Um, but I, I'm constantly texting, calling, emailing the staff. Yeah. Um, I answer, I answer the phone. I take membership calls for the club myself. So um i do a lot so far far from an absentee owner far the, from it absolutely yes very very involved in this i want to hear a little about what went into the growth of the club so start us with the pre-sale but even through the the five years of ownership 
talk to me a little about the marketing that you guys have done. How have we just driven traffic into the building in the first place? Yeah. And that's, I think fellow gym owners will agree. That's um, a challenge of finding that balance of how much to put into marketing for what you get back from it. Um, I would say early on, uh, we did things like door hangers and like blanketing local neighborhoods to get the word out that we were coming. Um, we have done some newspaper advertising. Of course, um, Anytime Fitness Corporate does um, things on a national level. Um, they do some Facebook posting as well um, for local clubs. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of our, we do, a, we have a mix right now. We do Facebook advertising. We do Google paid search. Um, referrals from current members. We get a lot of new members from current members. Um, of course, you know, we had a Planet Fitness open up during the pandemic, a mile from our club that hurt us. Um, and so it's, it's finding, I think a key to success is being able to differentiate our club from like a Planet Fitness or other clubs. What makes us special? And maybe why should I pay more to come to your club? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's finding that mix, um, of, of more. Which of those strategies was, was the best ROI for you? Way to see the best results. It's hard to say because, um, like, I think a lot of people just drive by and see us. Um, we, we do get several in from Facebook. Um, we get a lot of referrals all the time from family members or friends. I, I would say referrals is probably our, our greatest source of new members. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we continue to, to run ads on Google and, and Facebook that gets when, the word out that we're, we're there. Absolutely. And everything contributes, right? It's not necessarily just one right. true method. But right. with the, the advertising campaigns that you do, is that something that you yourself are running? Or is this something that we're, we're using another company for? Um, we've done it both ways. Um, it's, I still feel like there's, it's hard to reach people and, and you don't know who, how many people you're really reaching. Um, but yes, we've done it on our own. We've, we've hired different marketing companies to help us. Um, yeah, we're still trying to find that. Um, I think it's a combination of all, everything I talked about to, to really keep that um, traffic coming in. Sure. Anytime fitness in the last handful of years and kind of the time that you've been involved with the company has really doubled down on becoming more of a coaching service than just a 24 hour facility that people can come and use. What's been successful or, or how have you guys found that you've been able to steer people towards some of those add-on extra type services? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so right from the get-go, um, I mean, I what drew me in as a member was the convenience, um, you know, the 24-7 access. Of course, as time goes on, you're going to have other gyms copying that model. So we lost some of that uniqueness um, there, like you said. So um i wanted good trainers on staff from the get-go um it's i'll be honest it's been a struggle or it was a struggle for several years to find number one find trainers number two find motivated trainers mm -hmm. and then right now we have three certified personal trainers that are awesome we get positive feedback of, about all three of them um, so I think it's, um, you know, we do, we meet with new members, we get them in front of a trainer, uh, they put everyone through a workout. Um, it's building those relationships and, you know, some people can do it on their own. Um, they're self-motivated. Some people need help. So it's just letting members know and, the, and prospects that we're here to help. 
and we can work with you to meet your health and fitness goals. So if we are promoting in our advertising coaching and workouts with the trainers. So Good. yeah, we're, okay. we're constantly pushing that coaching message. Beyond that, Rob, it's been it's been a handful of years that you've been doing this. Paint me a picture of of where all of this is going in your mind. Are we are we still trying to push membership? Has the conversation shifted more towards personal training? Is the goal something that we haven't even talked about yet? What are you focused on as time goes on? I think it's a combination of both. Um, and I'll be honest, the pandemic, along with all small business owners, just threw a wrench into every all plans, but and I, and we're actually still recovering from um, from the pandemic. I mean, we're still not to pre-pandemic numbers, but we're making strides every day. Um, I feel like even last year, I feel like a lot of people had either started working out at home or they they weren't ready to still come back to a gym. But I feel like this year it's getting better. Um, we've seen more interest. Um, I think um, people are just COVID exhausted and they're ready to, to move on with their lives. You know, we've learned a lot about COVID. So it's just living with that and, you know, being cautious about it, but yet continuing to do things we did before. So, um, yeah, I think just we we were constantly trying to get more members or PT clients so it's that's a daily daily goal monthly goal here annual goal yeah. so. big picture this thing Rob hypothetically we fill out the location get to whatever this hypothetical cap is for membership and PT is is bumping and busy as ever what comes next for you um, well, I'm planning on opening a second location, um, hopefully, um, maybe sometime next year. Um, that probably would have already happened if not for the pandemic. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoy this work, um, and would love to, to grow more and open a second location. And I think having gone through this already, I mean, the learning curve is just outrageous as far as not only being a small business owner um, to begin with, but in this industry, um, like I, I wanted to start out with all the bells and whistles and I wanted everything in the club that I would want as a member. Um, and that's all well and good, but you know, sometimes you might bite off more than you can chew. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I was a little naive about how I thought it would be a lot easier to get members and more members. And, um, and of course, with the pandemic, you know, all bets are off. But I mean, it, it's a it's a struggle. Um, I think a lot of people know they should be exercising but a lot of people don't prioritize it and it, it's our job and all of us gym owners it's our job to convince the people that they need they need to be exercising and we're the place to help them do that so. yeah it's it's funny that you mentioned that because i think when you do the the back of the napkin math of if i have a thousand members paying 30 or 40 bucks a month, I'm just going to be raking in the cash. But as somebody with an accounting background, it does not quite work out that way. After everything is said and done, these things get expensive quick if we if we don't limit or, or at least manage overhead in a reliable way. Right. Last question for you here, Rob, and, and we'll start to wrap things up. Looking back when you did first become a business owner in the fitness industry. You mentioned feeling a little bit naive about getting members, but yeah. kind of in a, in a more general sense or to broaden this question, what would be the best advice that you could give to somebody thinking about making the leap into the industry as an owner? Um, 
if you're passionate about health, um, exercise, working out, and helping people, I would strongly recommend it. Um, it I enjoy, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, there are headaches with owning a business, um, but overall, I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and I love being able to help people. I love, I can't think of anything else. I mean, this has been a passion project for me, and I can't think of anything else I would want to do with my time and effort. Um, I actually work out seven days a week, which I started doing during the pandemic. So I, I practice what I preach. And I'll tell you, um, I can't um, shout from the rooftops loud enough how much exercise, eating right, and sleep help your life and just make your life better in all aspects. And, you know, our job is to kind of to get pe other people to feel the same way. Yep. It's, uh, it's an interesting journey that we opted into. It's a great place for, for us to begin to wrap our conversation up, Rob. But I do want to just take a minute to, to thank you for being willing to share your perspective with your peers and, and your experience of what it's like to be a gym owner. So I appreciate your time, sir, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Absolutely. And I would wish everyone good luck in your journey. And I think it's a very rewarding industry to be in. So good luck. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today, we have Serena Gent Dickerson of Full Body Fitness Studio joining us from Marion, Kentucky. Serena, how are you today? What's going on? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I, I am excited to have you. I appreciate you joining us. And, and clearly, the crux of our conversation is going to be around Full Body Fitness Studio and, and your experience here. Okay. So for a little bit of, of background and context for people who aren't familiar with what you do, give us a little bit of a description here first. Full Body Fitness in your own words, what is this? It's a, it's more of a studio. Uh, it's really personal. We, uh, we have three, four small groups that work out a day. And by small groups, I mean 15 to 18 of us. And then I personal train as well. Also trained for sports specific uh, with uh, usually high school or collegiate athletes. And um, just try to figure out what people want and give that to them. Keeping it fun. Yeah. That's our big thing is keep it fun. Care about them. Keeping it fun. I love that. Take me back in, in memory lane here for a minute. When you were first kicking around the idea of opening up <laughs> your own fitness business, okay. what was going on and, and what inspired you to actually get this started? Okay, well, this... I will try to make this story really short, but it's kind of long. Um, I, in college, I was in high school, college, everything. I was in 
good shape. You know, you get married, things change. He came from a different world than I did. Uh, eating was different and everything. So, you know, you're trying. Long story short, I gained like 30 pounds. And I was like, I feel horrible. And I was watching a late night show one night and Madonna came on. I was like, wow, she looks great. She started telling how she did it. And that night I cleaned out my pantry. I started doing uh, low impact because of gaining so much weight. I didn't want to go at it hard, not knowing a lot about it, but I went back to school, learned a lot, got all kinds of, um, gosh, certificates and degrees and stuff in uh, different areas of fitness. I started feeling great, lost weight, which losing weight was, a, was great, but feeling good, like I finally felt good again. I went to my high school reunion, which I think was our 10 year then. And all of my friends, or not all of them, but a lot of them felt horrible, didn't like the way they looked. And I thought, mm. we got to do something. So I talked to my husband and dad and I was like, I think I'm going to open or at least do personal training, just kind of help people because people was asking me how you did it. So I started it in my basement and I had two or three people here and there. And then I had a lot of people coming to me, but I didn't have support. When I say I don't have support of my family, I don't mean it like they, they were just like, Serena, this isn't going to work. It's too small of a town to, I was like, if I just help one person, let's just do it. So I kept on and that literally started in my basement actually in 2005. It grew so fast. By 2006, I was using a, I was a trampoline coach and a double mini coach also. And um, I started using her gym, renting it from her. And in 2000, let's see, 2006, that all started. By the end of that year, it had grown to 60 something people. And then in January of 2007, I had my first fit camp that had 99 people in it. And this is in a town of 6,000. I mean, this is a small area. Yeah. And we uh, just kept going, but it was, it was working it. It was getting out telling people. It was being out there. I volunteer a lot anyway, but it was getting myself out there. Word of mouth, really, you know, because social media was going, but not going then and are in this area and because we are extremely rural and mm -hmm. I just kept going with it word of mouth I had soon had six different counties coming here I got into uh, working with pageant girls so the news traveled that way and it just it's a lot of work you know you have to really study the areas other people want not necessarily like I am not a choreographed um aerobics person. I'm weights, I'm hit, kickboxing, boxing, um, obstacle courses. Like that's more my specialty, but you know, I am still not a choreographed person. I cannot do the whole <laughs> count thing. I'm just not good at it. But I did reach out and find people that were and they sure. um, they helped, you know, like they came in for a while and we had a really good run and did good and still going rebuilding now like I've said you know with COVID hitting but it's it's just perseverance you just got to stay dedicated and do it yeah rebuilding now you mentioned the the first iteration of this and, and growth up until COVID was almost entirely driven by word of mouth do you think post-COVID that'll be the same case or are you entertaining any kind of marketing advertising ideas to get some people in there well um i've started a tiktok with <laughs> i'm not great at but i'm getting there but i laugh at myself a lot and i think that helps my um youtube channel um it's it's out there but it's not it's definitely not professional so i should probably do better at things like that but yes word of mouth and uh my Instagram and Facebook and then Snapchat, yeah. you know, I do a lot like that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not the best at that. I There's a lot of other people that would be so much better, but you know, I'm learning. You know, 
I'm not exactly Serena, the youngest generation doing this. <laughs> it's funny because I talk to, I mean, I talk to a lot of gym owners by nature of what I do and never, ever, ever in the history of this podcast has ever, someone said, you know, I do, I like being on social media. It's something that we do. Yeah. It's, it's a foreign concept though. When you were talking early on about I'll get into personal training and I just want to help people get in better shape and feel better. There was probably not one nanosecond of thought of that's going to happen by sitting behind a computer on Facebook or editing videos on TikTok or Snapchat. Never. And it's, it's the reality of post-COVID world. Yeah. Yeah. This is, but 2023 is a vastly different landscape and, and we have to be where the eyeballs are. You know, right. at the end of the day, we want people to notice us. We have to be on these platforms. It's uh, it's it's the nature of the beast at this point. Now, tell me a little. I want to explore how someone actually goes about signing up for this. So, we have an interested party wherever they found us, TikTok, word of mouth, whatever the source being. They reach out. What happens from that moment until they're signed up and now a paying client? I mean, in my case, most of them, there's some that's like moved into our area. But again, it's word of mouth. They call me. Some contact me uh, on Messenger, on Facebook. I always ask them to come in. Let's talk about where you're at. We can do a small evaluation. Let's see what I need to know what you want. Make sure that I am who you need. And um, then I'd kind of place them as to where and what they do, you know, like timing. How's their day look? So do they fit into the schedule that we have? Do we need to personal train? Uh, are you one that's motivated enough that I can write an at-home workout? And you um, do some of it or do you need to be with me four days a week? You know, I just evaluate and see where they're at. I do get, I do try to get them to the studio. Sometimes we talk on the phone, but I usually try to get them in person so that they can see who I am, what I want for them, mm -hmm. what I see going for them. And then most importantly, what they want for them. Always, probably 95% of the time, I have to remind people, you didn't get where you are in six weeks, so don't expect to get back to where you want to be or where you want to be in six weeks. So, yeah. and I'm I'm really a straight shooting person. I don't sugarcoat a lot. So I think that's valuable in in our industry in these times where for twenty plus years our industry has gotten a pretty bad rap for for trying to smoke and mirror people yeah. through this sales process mm -hmm. or, or used car sales their way mm -hmm. through things yeah and i, I just see don't a think lot it's, of it's valuable from a from an approach anymore you know i think people's bs detectors are pretty well refined at this Good. point now hypothetically beyond that serena somebody signs up pandemics aside what do you focus on to retain these people, to make sure they keep coming back as members month after month? Well, I do uh, five and six week programs and there's five and like right now we're in like our toning period. So we're just building, toning. Our next session will be more of fat blasting. Like we're going to start dropping the weight, but say you wanted to come in and you're daring like our sessions that is this the next spring session that we have and you're still in a building then you would be in a class that's more the building but say you can only come at 4 30 and we're in the fat blasting then I make sure what you're doing in that class is what you need so I do keep my classes to 15 18 20 because I need to be able to work with everybody individually as well as, as a group, like it's not a group class, like everybody's, you know, it's not choreographed at all. It is. Like you'd almost right. have to see what we do because it's, it's, there's no telling. And they never know what they're doing when they come in. They have to come in prepared to just do what I want to do. And they love yeah. it. 
because they don't have to dread anything all day. Now I will get texts occasionally. That's the other thing. Every single one of my clients have my cell number. They can text me anytime. They can be at a restaurant. They're like, I don't know what to eat. If I've, I send it back to them. You know, grocery store is this good. Send it back to them. So they get a lot of personal attention. A lot of personal yeah. attention. Which I know not everybody so, can do that, but that is why I keep my stuff smaller also. That's what I was going to say. To play devil's advocate here, do you think that's a, a barrier to future growth at some point that everything runs to you? You know, that your time is is really given to all of these people. No, they have me from five o'clock in the morning till 830 at night and every day. So I don't mind. Got it. And okay. I mean, I've had I've had uh, close to 170 clients at a time, you know, before COVID and it wasn't ever a problem. Yep. Paint me a picture of, of where all of this is going. Serena, you said you mentioned this is a, a rebuilding phase for the business after COVID, but what's the vision for you with this business longer term into the future? Mm, I'm probably not the best to ask that question. I am very like, let's do today. I build the I build when I say the program, I build what we're doing all year long and then what we'll be doing next year. We have goals, but as far as I'm probably different than a lot of people because am I trying to become a millionaire doing this? No, if I do, that's great. Um, I try new things. I would like probably, and this is on me, my TikTok and YouTube to get bigger. But really, I want- For what purpose? I like to be with people. Just because there's some people who can't come can't go to a studio. They're not comfortable being out around people. People are not comfortable always working out with others. So I want them to be able to have me or whoever to show them how to do it. But I do watch some things that I'm like, like the squat challenges and all that, that I'm like, that's not good for you. So I, I would like for people to try to get with somebody that's truly there for you. So, you know, going on and getting some of the workouts that you see online sometimes I'm like oh my gosh that's not a great idea at all but mm. you know that's none of my business I yeah. do my thing it sounds to me like the goal is to reach more people you know to help them in the same way that you found the the success that you did before you were even a business owner do you think at any point it makes sense for you to expand the team or, or the staff around you so that it can grow beyond just yes. you, or do you Yeah, plan? I think we'll probably get back into that. I mean, I had um, six trainers with me at one point, and um, I think we'll get back to probably having a couple more trainers again. Um, I'm particular on because I want the philosophy that I have and the mindset of caring about people. So I'm particular on that as well, because I do want the family, yeah. like I want people to always feel welcome and I'm, I'm particular on who's in yeah. their training because I don't want people yeah. hurt. I don't want people to feel, I want everybody to feel good about what they're doing and see the difference that they're getting. Um, or feel it anyway, physically. Com completely understood. And, and you're not the only one, believe me. We're running a little shy on time here, Serena, but I want to save a minute for you to tell people where they could learn more about this. You mentioned a whole bunch of different social media. Do we have a website? What are the, the go-to social media handles? How can people connect and find with you? Uh, I have uh, the Serena Jent Dickerson is my personal Facebook. I have uh, FBFS, which is Full Body Fitness Studio, FBFS for Health, which is the YouTube channel. FBFS for Health is Instagram and almost everything else is Serena Jent Dickerson. I do not have a website at this time because as I said earlier, 
uh, I'm flying solo. So trying to keep everything updated. I just, mm -hmm. I don't have time. And that's, that's something that's the downfall that I have is I don't, I don't keep up with a lot of the, uh, yeah. like the web pages. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and, and pick your brain as a business owner here for a little Serena. I'm excited to see what the rebound ultimately looks like for you guys. So I appreciate your Thank time you. and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Of course. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.